At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com. Alrighty, everybody, here we are with OSCA part two. Hope you guys are ready for this one. And sorry for the delay on on it, but here it is, and I hope you enjoy it. By the way, uh, located in the far south of Mexico, OSCA is home to over 4 million people, their rich culture and heritage. Today's episode is part two of two part series featuring OSCA from ancient drug use to mysterious vortexes in the skies and three legends from this remarkably diverse state. up as drug use in ancient Mexico. The modern drug war in Mexico is responsible for over 100,000 deaths. Tens of thousands of people declared missing and countless individuals and families ruined beyond repair. It has had a deep impact on every life in Mexico and has strained relations with Mexico's neighbor to the north. While many people are very aware of aspects of the drug war in Mexico City today, Many do not know that drug use in the country goes back thousands of years. As a sidebar, although the Kogel term for cannabis, marijuana, may sound Mexican, and the plant is currently cultivated in Mexico, it had its origins in Asia and not the ancient Americas. The ancient Mexicans had plenty of other substances that they were using before the arrival of the Spanish. Evidence of ancient drug use in Mexico can be found in the archaeological record in the writings of the ancient Maya and from Spanish chroniclers who encountered intact and living indigenous civilizations. According to the Spanish medical journal Neurologia, pre-Columbian Mesoamerican cultures used hallucinogenic substances and magical, therapeutic, and religious rituals. These substances are considered ethogens, ethogens, uh, since they were used to promote mysticism and communication with divine powers. The purpose of these substances was to enter a trance and achieve greater enlightenment and open-mindedness. The altered state of consciousness the user aimed to reach was characterized by temporal and spatial disorientation, a cessation of ecstasy and inner peace, hallucination of vivid colors, tendency towards introspection and an impression of being one with nature and with the gods. Uh, drug use was 
altered solely to the domain of the shaman or priest who was an emissary between art, the people, and the supernatural. While it was unknown how widespread abuse of hallucinogenic substances was in ancient Mexico, it is generally assumed that the cactus, some leafy plants, and certain mushrooms were silvery used for prophecy or in religious ceremonies. Complex rituals incorporating the use of these substances kept use or abuse from being coming widespread. Right. For example, we have like, for example, all right, everybody, hey, you want to save some money? Help the environment out? Go over to stanzerx.com and use code word cozy caps and save 35% off your order and you buy yourself a hat and help the environment. Very happy they sell. Go for one tree they plant. Got that? That's 35% off your order at stanzerx.com when you use the code word cozy caps. One of the oldest hallucinogens <clears throat> used in, in Mexico was, mes- was peyote, a type of cactus found throughout the country. Sorry, let me see. I need to wear my whistle. Uh, buttons of the cactus were contained, which contained mescaline, maybe chewed or brewed into a tea. A drug may induce hallucinations. Alter perceptions of time and space, and a feeling of weightlessness. Evidence of peyote use dates back around 5,000 years to the prehistoric period and can be found in the archaeological record. As traces of peyote have been found in ritual contexts, along with ceremonial artifacts. At the time of the Spanish conquest, the survivors of the collapsed Maya civilization were still using peyote along with the indigenous people who lived in the Aztec Empire. One physician friar in 1558 described it this way. There is no other herb similar to the mountain prickly pear named peyote, which is white and can be found in the north. Those who eat or drink of it see terrifying or serp visions. This hibernation lasts two or three days and then subsides. It is a delicacy often enjoyed by the chimica or chim- Chimica, Chichicama, uh, like C H I C H I M E C A, for it is sustaining and for it is sustaining and spurs them to fight with no thought of fear, thirst, or hunger. And they say that it protects them from all danger. Soon after Peyote was chronicled, it was a subject of derision by Spanish authorities. Throughout New Spain, its use was prohibited, and its users were subjugate, subjugated, subjected to the Inquisition. As effects of the drug were seen as encouraging communion with the devil or demonic forces. Whoa. Speaking of the devil. Why don't you look devilishly nice in some news threads at Giovanni Dolce? Go to GiovanniDolce.com and use code word CozyCrypt20 and save 30% off your order 
at Giovanna Duce. Psilocybin mushrooms. Along with the peyote, the use of sacred mushrooms prevailed from central Mexico all the way to the Yucatan and date back at least 3,500 years. We see mushrooms painted in murals at Tita Thuacan, uh, the largest urban center in Mexico 2,000 years ago. Mushrooms are depicted on various directive items from the Maya area in the illustrated bark books called Codices of the Ancient Maya. In Latin, the scientific name for this fungus is Psilocybin cubanus. This mushroom was consumed fresh or ground into powder. This effect of the psilocybin mushroom, the effects of the psilocybin mushrooms, which may last days depending on how much is consumed, include euphoria, detachment, feeling of introspection, and visual field distortion. The Spanish chronicler Saogun describes the initial European reaction to the practice of using magic mushrooms. The little mushrooms that grow in this land are named tutocato. They grow beneath the hay in the fields and plains. They are round, and their stems are tall and round and slender. Their taste is unpleasant. They cause sore throat and drunkenness. They are used as a medicine for fever and gout. No more than, no more than two or three should be eaten. Those who eat them see visions and feel fluttering of the heart. The visions they see are sometimes frightening and sometimes humorous. Those few who eat them in excess are driven to lust. Silly and naughty boys are told that they have eaten Tunanakotl. Uh, in addition to the mushroom, magic mushrooms and the peyote cactus, there existed a handful of different hallucinogenic plants used throughout Mexico. We will look at three of the most popular ones here from the modern-day state of Alaska. We find what the Mazatec people call pip, uh, which is a green leafy plant with white and violet colored flowers and is a member of the sage family. It was originally confined to the shady areas of the clouds, forests of the high sierras of Alaska, and later is cultivated throughout Mexico. In Spanish, this is called Maria Pastora Oriba de la Pastora, and its Latin scientific name is Salvia Derivorum. When smoked, it produces sensations of motion, uncontrollable laughter, reliving of past memories, speaking in tons, and a feeling of overlapping realities or by location. A sense of being in two places at the same time. The genius of Tatura plants called Tolak Ek or Tolatin by ancient Mexicans was once native to central Mexico and Central America. But has since spread throughout the world and is cultivated primarily for its trumpeting white blossoms. The plant is highly poisonous, and the seeds were used by the shamans of Mexico, of Mexican antiquity, to induce a state of delirium, which is an ability to differentiate fantasy from reality. Instead of introspective trance states or hallucinations, it produces several pupil dilation, rapid heart rate, and sometimes bizarre and violent behavior. As this plant produces highly volatile reactions, it was probably under tight shamanic control in ancient times. In the U.S., we commonly call this plant jimson weed or moonflower. 
it has many other names according to the regions in which it is found. More widespread than Pipazantine or Tolaic, Tolaic uh, in ancient Mexico was a type of mooring glory called Ola Liki, which Latin name is Derbeni Corribosa, and whose Spanish name is Flor de la Virgin. This very common plant found throughout Mexico was cultivated for its round, coffee-colored seeds which contain alkaloids of the LSD family. The seeds are ground up and mixed with the water. Immediately after drinking this mixture, the user experiences a psychic void and feelings of vertigo. Half half hour later, the user experiences a heightened sense of euphoria and visual illusions along with changes in perceptions of reality. Aoliki was used by the Maya and Aztecs along with Mystics and Zapotecs in the modern-day state of Alaska. Sometimes the ancient Maya would mix this plant with the bark of a tree and honey and call the drink Balaki. We will see the recipe for this drink in the Maya holy book, the Popol Vuh. Uh, Balachi was often administered as an enema. There have been several Spanish accounts of the use of aloki. We can return to the world, the words of the French Hinson Zalakun. There's an herb named Quoto Zalkadi, or Green Spirit, and it grows a seed they call aloki. This seed produces liberation and madness. People mix it in potions to give those they wish to harm. Those who eat it appear to be see visions and terrifying things. Sorcerers mix it with food and drink, and so do those who hate others and wish to do them ill. Hey, you know what? I want to feel ill, dude. I guess what? If you're feeling sick, it's probably time to get a sick-ass watch from Waverlo. Waverlo has awesome watches. Check them out. You can always make sure you're on time for everything. You can save 50% off your order with code word CozyTime at Waverlo.com. Once again, that's 50% off your order with code word CozyTime at Waverlo.com. Hallucinogenic herbs. Besides the hallucinogens already mentioned, there were many regional and lesser known uses of plants and animals to achieve altered states. In some parts of the Maya world, a certain water lily was used, while in some other parts of ancient Mesoamerica, even the glands of certain toad species were harvested to use in potions designed to alter reality and to commune with the gods. It seemed that wherever the Spanish went in their newly conquered territories, they were finding Indians using various substances to enter states of delirium or hallucination, not appreciating the culture or medicinal significance of what they were seeing. The Spanish were generally shocked and appalled at what they witnessed and described the byproduct of the use of these natural drugs to unseen demonic forces that had to be eliminated. Right? 
1591 book called Problems and Marvels Secrets of the Indies, Spanish author Juan, Juan de Cardenas writes this. And Seuss, they tell us that the peyote was taken by mouth, will cause the wretch who takes him to lose his witch so severely that he sees the devil among other terrible and fearsome apparitions. And he will be warned, so they say, of things to come. And this must be tricks and liars of Satan, whose nature is to deceive with divine permission, the wretch who on such occasion seeks him. In addition to use in modern Mexico, drug use has been around for the duration of its recorded history and appeared to cause just so many problems. Perhaps it is just normal of the human condition to want to experience other states of consciousness and realities that are different than one's own. All right, but hey, <laughs> you want to get something yourself of your own? Get yourself some really nice jewelry from Zarafia. Zarafia has stuff for bracelets, necklaces, earrings, and they're giving you, a Cozy Cryptic listener, a great deal of 90% off your order with Cozy Bling 90. Once again, that is Zarafia, Z E R E F I A dot com. Oh, sorry, zerofair.shop. Go zerofair.shop and you will find a great deal. You enter the code word cozybling90 for 90% off your order at zerofair.shop. Zerofair. Vortexes and Spirals in the Skies Over Mexico. A date was April 9th, 2014. On a television show, simply called X, <coughs> uh, broadcast over the Russian television network TV3, the host of the show calmly presented video of an unusual phenomenon that occurred over the skies of the coast of Oaxaca, Mexico. Millions of viewers across the Russian Federation were glued to the television sets. As white spirals spun and grew out of a smaller illuminating cloud that hung over a ridge of dark mountains. Through a translator, <coughs> the Prussian presenter interviewed Mexican climatologist Ingrid Suarez Felipe uh, about this strange occurrence. Not well known in Mexico when it happened, the bizarre atmospheric vortex was one of many that appeared all over the world in the 2010s, starting with the famous Norway spiral of September. 2009. The video from Mexico presents, presented on television looked very similar to the mysterious vortexes in Norway. At the time when it happened, the official expression of the Norway spiral was that it was a result of the Russian defense ministry conducting tests of their own Volava ballistic missiles. No Russian missile tests were conducted off the Pacific coast of Mexico in 2014, however. So the expression of the Norway spiral did not fit what happened that night in Alaska. In between the Norway spiral of 
of December 2009 and also a spiral of March 2014, there were five other such atmospheric phenomenon in various parts of the world. In Australia, June 5th, 2010. In New Zealand, March 29th, 2011. Mongolia, June 29th, 2011. Ukraine, November 18th, 2011. And Israel, June 17th, 2013. Paranormal researchers are quick to note that the Russian missile explanation cannot be used to explain similar events occurring throughout the world. Many theorize that the whole spiral phenomenon cannot, can be traced to high-energy experiments conducted at the Large Hadron Collider in Switzerland. Others believe that these are wormholes to other dimensions, opening either naturally or by some alien presence. Uh, some further speculate that these brief spiral formations are some sort of communication from an otherworldly intelligence. What happened over Alaska? In March of 2014, was not well known in Mexico until Mexican paranormal researcher Jamie Mosson of Tercer Menino fame heard about the Russian television program and decided to investigate. Very little information exists about this Mexican spiral vortex, which leads many to two conclusions. Either the story was a fabrica- fabrication, or the Mexican government and or military authorities are trying to keep a tight lid on what happened in their airspace. The Mexican climatologist Ingrid Suarez, who spoke publicly on this on the Russian TV station, has not been interviewed since her appearance on the show. Is, this, is she some, under some sort of official gag order? Many are quick to point out the overtop exaggerations and outright fabrications made at Russia's TV3 station has been criticized in Russia itself for promoting pseudoscience and fake es- esotericism. If, they, if those are if those bunkers would criticize this Russian TV show for its presentation of this Oscan vortex, there is little to explain this phenomenon observed in other parts of the world. Investigators of the paranormal in Mexico are inclined to believe that the video shown on Russian TV was of a real event that happened in Alaska skies. Those who believe this was real only can only guess its meaning or who has what behind creating it and for what reason. The illuminated cloud spiral over Alaska may be unique in Mexico's history, but the ideas of vortexes in Mexico skies is not new and many date back thousands of years. Researchers point to the concentric circular patterns and spiral designs in ancient rock art and claim that the prehistoric artists captured what they saw in the skies above them. Since the 1930s, vortexes in the sky have been suspected as being the cause for many strange things happening in the area of the Mapimi Biosphere Reserve in the remote deserts of the Mexican state of Chihuahua, nicknamed the Zone of Silence. The first reports of anomalies and bizarre things happening in this area became public with with the exploits of the famous Mexican aviation pioneer Francisco Ceriba Tunoco. The pilot claimed that when he flew his plane over the area of this part of the desert, his radio would not work and his instruments would go crazy. Magnetic anomalies and electronic equipment malfunctions have been reported from Serbia's time 
to the present day across the zone of silence. Some say the mysterious properties of this region caused a U.S. missile to crash here in July of 1970. This is seen a test missile was fired from a U.S. military base near Green River, Utah, on its ultimate destination being White Sands Missile Range in southern New Mexico. The missile never made it to the White Sands, but it went hundreds of miles off course and impacted the Earth in the zone of silence. A few miles from where the Biosphere Reserve Research Station now stands. According to the locals, the strange magnetic anomalies and atmospheric conditions of the zona cause vortexes to be formed that stretch up through the upper atmosphere and out into space, thus drawing everything from missiles to meteors to extraterrestrial craft. A year before the American missile mishap, what was later known as the Alandetic meteorite crash to an area near the zone, for years locals have claimed the zone causes pretty much anything to fall from the sky and cite that many Examples of meteorites found on the desert floor throughout the region. Man. Starting in the year 2012, strange magnetic vortexes have been detected over Mexico via weather radar. From October 27th to October 29th, 2012, a gigantic spiral pattern appeared on radar systems stretching from coast to coast and centered on the Mexican uh, city area. This huge anomaly was found in the shape of a perfect circle and moved with precision. It was so large and so unusual that the, even the uh, NOAA weather radar out of the United States picked it up. The spiral pattern was beautiful and contained elements of sacred geometry in it. When these strange radar patterns became public, UFO researchers were quick to point out that just a few days before this massive swirling energy pattern began appearing on the radars, a 1,500-foot-long cylindrical UFO was filmed entering the mouth of the active volcano of Popocatepeli, the looming mountains just outside Mexico City. UFO and spiral energy connections happened two other times in the same location. On October 16, 2015, weather radar detected the same round spinning energy pattern it had picked up for up to three years earlier. A few days before this event, Mexican television network Televisa filmed a small UFO entering this, the Popocatépetl volcano. Uh, a few months after that, a webcams de Mexico uh, captured a 45-second video clip of a cylindrical UFO flying in the volcano in the early hours of Christmas Day. This is the other two times. A few days later, on December 28th, this, that perfectly circular energy vortex again appeared on weather radar, radiating outward from Mexico City and stretching from coast to coast. The patterns fluctuated, but it kept to its form of a perfect circle for a two for a full two hour, two and a half hours. Wow. Interesting. On December 31st, 
the beautiful rotating energy circle appeared for its last time for just 31 minutes. Since the last day of 2015, there has been no reported similar radar patterns or any other magnetic or electrical vortexes or spirals connected with the UFO activity in Mexico. Mexican researcher Fernando Correa has spent much time studying the circular magnetic phenomenon and seeing on the various radar systems. Because they appeared on several different radars at the same time, the phenomenon cannot be dismissed as a product of a mechanical glitches or mere human misinterpretations. Correa noted that the patterns of these anomalies looked fairly similar to a Flanagan sensor. Uh, Flanagan sensors were created in the 1970s by American New Age inventor and author Patrick Flanagan. Flanagan, as they say it. The original proponent of the pyramid power. A Flanagan sensor is usually worn in pendant forms, and the wearer is supposed to gain balanced energy, increase in vitality, and overall sense of well being. The original Flanagan sensor pendants use a 2D tutorial pattern which supposedly creates a positive vortex energy. They are also designed around golden ratio or B proportions, and the pendants are literally create the same energy as a two-meter-tall pyramid shape. Wow. Mexican paranormal researcher Fernando Correa theorizes that these perhaps these uh, energy vortexes picked up on the radar equipment Spain and Mexico from coast to coast were actually acting like Flanagan sensors and were creating, created to clean Mexico. Perhaps they are somehow helping human minds throughout the country achieve a higher level of consciousness. Lovely style UFO spotted at Papa Tepiti a day or two before magnetic anomalies appeared were using the immense energy of the volcano in some way, and the byproduct were the magnetic patterns used on the radar, seen on the radar. Uh, mysterious banner spirals and vortexes have long been in the skies on Mexico, but has only come to this attention on the general public in the past few decades. As of this recording, what they mean on who or what is making them is anyone's guess. For now, the phenomenon is a complete and utter mystery. Alright, here we go. So Hey everybody, hey. Uh do me a favor real quick. Go to robertrain.com and pick out something nice. Pick out anything you want to buy there. Got stuff from men, women, men and women. Save a ton. Save about fifty percent off your order with cozy word cozy rival at rivaltrain.com. Now about some nice toboggans and hats and shorts and shirts and stuff at rivaltrain.com. Save fifty percent off your order with code word cozy rival. After that, why don't you head over to. Balanzi.com. Balanzi has jewelry stuff for jewelry for men. They have chains, pendants, rings, bracelets, sets, and they're giving Cozy Creature listeners 25% off any order 
the cozy grip 25. Once again, that is Bonzi.com. Code word cozy grip 25 for 25% off your order. And finally, to wrap up, you want to look nice, you want to look awesome in, some, in the summer. You save. Then save 80% off your order with Cozy Shades 80 at noandlilysunglasses.com. Uh, noandlilyglasses.com. Once again, that is Cozy Shades 80 for 80% off your order at noandlilyglasses.com. Thank you. That three legends from Alaska. The Aztecs called this southern region of Mexico Hua yes, I, I, I can't pronounce that. Uh named after a certain type of tree that grew in area. Today Alaska is one of the most biologically and culturally diverse states in all of Mexico. Its mountains, jungles, and beaches fall mostly in the tropical and subtropical zones with more temperament climates increased in frequency with altitude. Alaska Rugged terrain is responsible for keeping many indigenous cultures intact, and today the state is home to 16 distinct native groups. The great variety of peoples and the long history of this area has have caused this state to be the origin of many interesting legends. Last week we will, we shared two of them with you. Here are three more of them. The first one is the mysterious bronze statue of a French king. One day on the border, like hold on, I need like, hold on a second, I need like music with this, if I can. One second, people. By the way, how are you? How are you doing? By the way, all the brands and cohorts they help support the show, and because I don't like doing fucking Patreon, I feel like I can rather give you free content, but you can, if you want to, you can get. Stuff for free if you want to. You can get stuff. I guess something you can take home and wear and hold. Which way there's like tell you more more stuff you can do. Okay, we need like I don't know music. Like chill music, yeah. All right, here we go. That's good. One day, on the border of the towns of Al Palmar and Almatalin, there appeared a mysterious shiny bronze statue of King Louis IX of France. <clears throat> the famous 13th century French ruler participated in the 7th and 8th Crusades to the Holy Land. The medieval statue stood more than one meter tall and had one foot in territory of Al Palmar and one foot in the city of Almaton. It was the people of El Pomar who first discovered the out-of-place statue, so he brought it to the center of their town, to the main plaza. At night, the statue disappeared. In the morning, the townsfolk found it in the same place where they found it, in the, pre- it the previous day, on the border between their town and neighboring one. Some believe that the statue of the French king had walked there. They did not like the town of El Pomar, preferring to be on its own 
on its outskirts and far away from the central plaza. To make sure the statue would be as far away from the town as possible, the people of Al Pamar gave a statue to the people of Al Panun and cherished it and gave it a new home in their own central plaza. No one knows what happened to the shiny bronze statue of the French king or where it originally came from, but the town of Amsterdam was renamed San Luis Amsterdam in its honor and still remains that name to this day. Number two, we have uh, The Legend of Rooster Island. Rooster Island, or in Spanish, Isla de la Gala, Gallo, is uh, located within the Lagunas de San Jose Matalapic on the Pacific Ocean of Alaska. Only a few minutes from Puerto and San Candido on the coastal roads that heads down Acapulco. The area is lush with flora and fauna. The visitors can find abundant life in the brackish lagoons that flow with the oceanic tides, combining fresh water and salt water. Fishermen catch shrimp in these waters and mangrove swamps stretch out for long distances. Rooster Island is a small stretch of rocks and lands with many businesses, a few trees, fringed with aquatic plants. The surrounding area serves as habitat for many different types of waterfowl as home to crocodiles. A hunter of crocodiles would periodically visit the island and would always bring with him a ro- his rooster would serve as a companion and an alarm clock. The rooster was said to be a very happy bird and enjoyed crocodile hunting adventures out to the small island. On the morning of December 24th, Christmas Eve, it is said that the crocodile hunter lost his life in the battle of the crocodile. The rooster, awaiting the return of his owner in a small camp, died of loneliness and hunger on a small island. Oh, poor rooster. Poor guy. That's so sad. Visiting fishermen and local inhabitants of the region claim to hear the crowing of a rooster every year at midnight on Christmas Eve. The song of the rooster calls his beloved master every year at the same time, without exception. Mur- number three, murder on Kalina dos de Abril. Calias de dos de Abril is a short main street in downtown Oscar City, so named for the Battle of Pueblo, which took place on April 2nd, 1867. The streets flow into Avenida Jose Maria Morios, on which it sits the oppressive de la Soledad. In the times before electricity, the city employed what they call Los Serenos, who would roam the streets at night with lanterns calling out the time on the hour and letting people know when, knowing that all is well. The Serenos served as the eyes and ears of the city during the night and were part-time watchmen and part-time policemen. One night, according to legend, one of these lantern-carrying Serenos different cries of a man coming from the alley off the main street of Calos de Abril. When night watchmen arrived at the scene, they saw a man lying there suffering from stab wounds to the chest. He could not offer medical help to this wounded man, so he ran to a local church to find a parish priest who might come to the alley to administer last rites. The lantern Baron Serino explained the situation and led the priest to the alley. The priest immediately knelt older man who he could not see clearly in the darkness 
and asked for his final confession. The man gave it, the priest absolved him, and then he died. At the end of the confession, the priest turned around to thank the night watchman before he was gone. Only his lantern remained. The priest then picked up the lantern, shined it on the face of the wounded man, only to find that the night watchman and the wounded man were one and the same person. The man was the same man who got him to the place. The priest returned to his... What the fuck? The, it was crazy. Uh, the priest returned to his parish in great fear and terror. A few days later, he became seriously ill. And when the Spanish priest recovered, he was unable to hear out uh, one's ear. He was, he was unable to hear out one of his ears. Which was the same ear he used to the confession of the mysterious dead man. Whoa, dude. Well, it's crazy. How about that? That's crazy. So, um, pretty awesome. If I can sign, oh, let me see if I can find this uh, story vortex. Let's see if I can find this. Um, all right. Uh, so we got this from the national thing. I don't know. I can't find it. Anyway. Uh, thank you for listening to this episode of the Coach Cryptid. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, hope you uh, mind the filler episode and let me know what you think about the Lord of the Rings episode or the Tolkien Creatures episode. Let me know about that. See if you want part two. Let me know about that. Uh, want some merch? Go to go to cryptid.com. Some merchandise. You can always donate and stuff. Spread a word out. It's the best, though. Tell your friends about the podcast. And I'll check you out next week, hopefully. And uh, be good. Uh, check me out on stream. I'll stream on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash G1Tainer. Like, I'm going to play Witcher right after this, after I upload this and stuff. See ya.